0: Welcome back to Advanced Lessons in Millennium Money. I'm your host, Alexandra Gonzalez. Have you ever felt like there's just not enough time in a day, and when you really boil it down, you don't even know where that time went? Well, sometimes it's taking care of the kids, going to your job, even schoolwork, or staying on the couch watching Netflix and going through your Instagram. And so I really want you to be mindful on what's keeping you busy from truly accomplishing your goals. And so today, Robert and Kim go through their entire journey of entrepreneurship, and they really highlight what keeps them staying busy.
1: Kim and I have been married for like 30 something years now, but we started off with nothing. You know, people think, well, she married me for my money. That wasn't true because I was kind of between businesses. I had lost my first, second business.
2: Not only did you not have money, we were like in a lot of debt. 800,000
1: in debt. debt. So she bad didn't debt, marry.
2: bad debt, not yeah. good debt. Yeah. Well, it was just
1: a learning experience.
2: <laughs> it was a great learning experience, and we paid it all back. Yeah,
1: and, and it, like when I hear people talk about crowdfunding and all that, you have no idea what it feels like to pay off your investors when you mm-hmm. screw up. So I was cringed when I hear, oh, we just crowdfunded that. I'm going, well, how are you going to pay them
2: back? Mm-hmm. That's the key. That's yeah. the key.
1: So when I met Kim, and you know, I thought she was, a, and she still is, the most beautiful woman, wonderful person in mm-hmm. my whole mm-hmm. life. I couldn't believe it, but I was testing her. Is she real or is she fake?
2: Mm -hmm. You were testing me? Of course.
1: (laughs) I wanted to find out where you're, I want to find, you know, like. Okay, I guess I
2: was testing you too, so I guess it's all even. (laughs) Well, I had nothing.
1: I mean, you knew I, well. Well, you
2: had, you were driving the nice car. You lived on the beach in Honolulu. Oh, let's see, fake or real? And you had no money. I had no expenses
1: on those things.
2: (laughs) But, but anyway, a
1: lot of our conversation with millennial money is, again, it's the financial statement, right? Income mm-hmm. is So when I met Kim, I had zero, nothing. I got, I, I put all of my assets into that business and we lost everything. Mm-hmm. So not only did I have nothing, I had 850K <laughs> in investor I owed money. So that's when we met. So I'm starting to fall in love with her, which wasn't hard. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I wanted to test her. Yeah. And so what was my first gift? we have been, been together about a month.
2: About a month, yeah. It was not jewelry. It was not a nice dinner out. It was an accounting course. Yeah.
1: Very wh- romantic. What, do, what, what did most guys tempt you with?
2: Oh, a trip to Outer Island, like to Maui for yeah. the weekend, or Kauai for the weekend. And
1: and you know what that means, right, Alex? I say that means hey.
2: one one room, mm-hmm. one one room, not yeah. two rooms, one room. <laughs> one room. <laughs> that was their gift to me. Yeah, right.
1: So I, I, you know, I, I, I've been like the other slime dogs out there and say, "Hey, Kim, you want to go to Maui?" Which means let's get let's have sex, right? That's mm-hmm. what it meant. But I figured, no, 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 I'm going to change. I'm looking for a different type of woman.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I gave, I said, "Kim, there's an accounting course. Would you like to take it?" And what happened?
2: Yeah, it was really interesting because I'm like an accounting course, and and I actually I vowed when yeah, I left college. And you have college, a business degree. I have a business degree from yeah. from university, and uh, I vowed I would never set foot in a classroom again because I I just couldn't stand what they were teaching me. I couldn't stand my college courses, high school courses. So I went, mm-hmm. but it was, a, it was an interactive game. We actually built a lemonade stand, we had different teams, we competed, we had to keep track of our income, expenses, we had to do inventory, we had to sell, mm-hmm. we had to do all the things a business does. And what that course did, where he was just wanting me to understand assets and liabilities, yeah. what it did is actually it ignited my love of learning again. So that was actually a fantastic gift. The best. I gift. found so out I love to learn. Mm-hmm. It's just what I was learning, I wasn't interested in before. Interested.
1: So that was in 83 and 84. in 90s, 84?
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. we met in 84. Yes, just, like, just thought, mention that,
1: yeah. <laughs> anyway, but out of that, we built the cash flow game together in 96 mm-hmm. because we had so much fun in learning by games and accounting was boring in school.
2: Accounting was boring. And when you talk about real versus fake, the cash flow game was people kept asking us, how did we get out of the rat race? How did we become financially free? And so everything on this game board, almost everything on here are things that we've done. Mm-hmm. So it's a real game based on our real experience, a real way of the, learning, the, the successes and a lot of the failures. Yeah.
1: So again, using this diagram here, when I asked Kim, rather than go to Maui, which would have been
2: an expense. Yes. OK,
1: I'd rather spend the money here and see if she want to take an accounting course. Mm-hmm. Again, this is my message to anybody, including millennials, is where is your head? Yeah. And I know most uh, most millennials, they want a high paying job. They want to be able to pay the rent, eat and all this stuff. And then you dream of the big house, a nice car and all that. But that's why 99% of Americans are broke because their heads are on the wrong spot. So when I asked Kim if she would take an accounting course, it was just two days. You know, I wanted to see if her head could get into the asset column. That was the difference,
2: wasn't it? Yeah, and actually, it didn't happen right at that moment, but it—it's. You it's, fell in love with me. <laughs> of course I did. Of course I did. But this started. This started the journey on investing the start of the uh, the journey on assets
0: mm-hmm.
2: um but i do remember the moment down the road where just like everybody else i was focused on the income column mm-hmm. get a job get the pay raises if you're an hourly rate wage work more hours yeah. or, or raise your hourly wage so i was always focused here and then finally this after we'd actually bought some investment properties the the light finally went on and i'm like instead of focusing on acquiring income what if we focus on just acquiring assets, Mm -hmm. that the assets go into the income column. Like this. So that was a huge shift Shift. in my mindset. And once that shift happened for me, I don't think about the income column anymore, I just think about the asset column. And
1: that's that's (laughs) our game called cash flow. And so when Kim and I met, we had nothing. It took us 10 years to go from nothing to financially free. Wow. So she was 37 I was 47 but that's the power of focusing on assets versus liability. Most people are so busy working for money, so busy trying to pay their bills, and so busy buying liabilities, they think, are assets. So my first gift to Kim was the counting game to get her head in here, and today we're financially free, you know, that's the whole thing. So everybody can do it. It's a matter of putting your head into the right column. And then for me, it was in 73, I took my first real estate investment course here. I'm free. Yeah. You know, I lost money, get made money back. But I never, I never got out of the asset
2: column. Oh. I mean, we're still practicing here every single day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm working on a new uh, project right now in the asset column. It's gonna put a lot of cash flow into the income column because mm-hmm. again, we're focusing on the asset column, not the income column.
1: Mm-hmm. So and we, we did this thing on silver. So one of the first asset type things we accumulated
2: yeah. was silver. silver, silver bars.
1: So tell it, tell. Um,
2: what was the price of silver back then? It was like
1: buck four, fifty or yeah, something. Buck, f- buck fifty to 3 to f- it was going back yeah. and forth.
2: So. Um, and today we, at 60. it's sixty. Yeah. Oh, wow. So we started acquiring silver bars. Yeah. Because we could afford that. <laughs> mm-hmm. We were living in La Jolla, California, at the time, and we look good. Yeah. <laughs> so our, our extra income, whatever extra cash we had, instead of putting into savings, we put it into buying silver bars. And little by little, we stacked them in our little closet in our bedroom. Mm -hmm. And it was in the back where the clothes hung over it. So we pushed it back there. And little by little, those stacks grew, just little by little. And
1: uh, the building almost (laughs) fell down because we had so much of it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And so then we were looking to buy a personal residence and a personal house. And we were going to buy in La Jolla, but it was was very expensive and not really what we wanted. Mm -hmm. And long story short, we found this beautiful, Gorgeous 1930s house in Portland, Oregon.
1: Wish we still had it.
2: Yeah, huh? it was stunning. I mean, leaded glass windows, original tile, wood floors. Oh, it's beautiful. And we had no credit, bad credit, and no money for a down payment. Mm-hmm. And so the, the woman who owned the house was also a real estate broker. And we said, if you can get us financing, we'll pay you full price. And she struggled. It was and 200, she was 200, $230, 235,000. For a house it's
1: probably 000. worth six million today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because the because I always say to you, it's best when markets crash mm-hmm. and the Oregon market had crashed mm-hmm. while California was going up. Mm-hmm. We had a spotted owl thing. They were, the environmentalists were trying to stop the loggers from cutting down trees. Mm-hmm. You can't cut down trees, Oregon's economy crashes because they're com- at yeah. lumber. It's got this gorgeous multi-million dollar yeah. house for 200,000 bucks. Yep
2: so so this poor woman is trying to get us financing on on our credit which is shakier than anything can possibly be and finally one day she calls me robert's out of town and she says we got the financing we need to fund it tomorrow and i'm like what she goes we need to fund it tomorrow i need 27 dollars tomorrow i'm like i don't have 23 i'm like oh my god i don't have 23 it's that we gotta buy this house and how are we gonna do it
0: mm-hmm.
2: well you i went to my little <laughs> closet Opened it up, (laughs) and there's all these silver bars. So I literally, Alex, I literally put these silver bars in uh, brown grocery bags. There was a precious metals dealer just a couple blocks from our house. Mm -hmm. Carried these things. I made like five trips. Carried all these bars down to the the precious metals dealer, and he cashed them all in. And that's how we bought our first property.
0: Wow, so it started. And it was not an asset. It was a liability,
2: but we knew that. And Mm -hmm. to this day, we still buy silver. We still buy gold. We still
0: we still keep that asset column Mm -hmm. strong. Wow, and so that was the first property you guys bought?
1: That was our first liability Liability. First liability, yeah. Yeah. So this is how the first property came about. Mm -hmm. So this is the whole thing here. So we have our big, gorgeous house. I mean, it was gorgeous, beautiful. On the hill, you know, leaded glass. Wow. So then I said to Kim, I said, okay, Kim, you're pretty good at silver and gold now. Mm -hmm. Let's look at real estate as an asset. And this is the whole thing, fake, busy people. So again, most people are trying to focus on how to make more money here, pay off their bills and buy a new car or something. Mm-hmm. So at this point here, because the real estate market was so depressed, we, we took our time and and rather than sitting at the bar, eating chicken wings and drinking beer.
2: Which is always a fun thing to yes, do. Yes, it's fun.
1: <laughs> when we're looking for property. Yeah. So we wasted our time. We didn't waste our time. we were busy going from house to house, to house, to okay. house, to house, to house. And my our rule of thumb is you have to look at least a hundred properties to find one. So instead of wasting our time eating chicken wings and sitting in the bar, which we like to do, mm-hmm. we spent our time looking for property. Right. So that's so yeah, that what happened. It
2: is, and, and, and one point to that is You know you're busy if you're doing the same thing day after day, after day, after day, Mm -hmm. after not doing anything different. For me, when Robert started explaining what his rich dad taught him about property, for me to go look at property took me out of my comfort zone. So the busyness, what I was doing was things that took me out of my comfort zone. So I was learning Mm -hmm. all the time. If I just kept doing the same thing, like, you know, eating chicken wings, drinking beer (laughs) every day at the bar, nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to change. I'm just going to end up the same place I am or worse. So that took me out of my comfort zone. And then we found a little two bedroom, one bath house, Aww. you know, right just blocks from where we lived. Really cute, had a little butterfly, little metal butterfly outside. It was really cute. Um, and that was my very first property.
0: Aww. How much it was, was first it? First investment property? First
2: investment property. It was, it was $45,000. Okay. This is back in 1989. That's incredible. <laughs> um, actually, a few years ago, it sold again. Somebody sent it to me and it was it was like almost 400,000. Right, awesome. so forty-five thousand to four hundred thousand. I
1: love market crashes. Yeah, I just love crashes. <laughs> when everything's on sale, it's yeah. wonderful. Go yeah. ahead.
2: Um, and so I also had to put down five thousand dollars, and we didn't have it, mm-hmm. which was the best thing. And this is what I want to say: is it don't let not having money stop you, because by not having money, it forced us to get really creative on how to come up with that five thousand dollars, and we did. Yeah. Um, and so. I never, we never let the fact, if we see something that we really want, especially in the asset column, we always can figure out a way to get it yeah. if we really want it. So mm-hmm. how, did,
1: how did we get that $5,000? Um,
2: two ways. One is we had, we got about $2,000. We, we looked at everything that we had and um, we had a little bit in savings and we had some silver and things mm-hmm. like that. But the other thing that we did.
1: Our, our, most of our silver had gone into the big house we lived right. in. And this little house is right down the street from us in Oregon.
2: Yes. But the other thing we did is we had a business at the time, um, education business. And so we still do we had we took the database and we said, hey, everybody, we've created we're creating this great new product. We're going to launch it in this time. And if you buy it now ahead of time, you're going to get the special price. So we pre sold the product.
0: Without having, it, Without having <laughs> it done.
2: And so that way also we created the product exactly what was needed in terms of quantity. Mm-hmm. So people sent in and we that's how we funded the rest of the house, the, the down payment. Way to do it. Yeah, wow, there's incredible. always a way to do it, there's mm-hmm. always a way.
1: So this is the point, how much money did that property make you?
2: Well, uh, monthly it made $25 a month. Okay. Yeah, so it went from yeah.
1: here to here, at just $25. Right. Mo- most people say, well, that's not enough money. But what increased was our knowledge? Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. so that experience
1: made her smarter mm-hmm. and really what makes you rich is what's up here not the property yeah. so and that's why people are afraid of failing or say I, I can't have it or I don't want to do toilets I don't some lousy mm-hmm. I was
2: I was actually looking for a reason to not do this deal I was looking for, oh, please give me something the so period. I can say, no, I'm not gonna do it because that would have been easier. Yeah. There was gonna be this steep learning curve if, if we went through and bought it mm-hmm. and it would have been easier, more comfortable not to. Yeah. So I knew that and I'm like, no, I gotta, gotta do this. Her
1: goal was to buy 20 properties in 10 years. Yeah. You see, you always have goals. So how long put, did it take you- to goals put you in motion. How yeah. long did it take you to get 20 properties, 10 years? Um,
2: instead of 10 years, it took 18 months. Because I understood, I, I got the game. I understood it. Yeah, and then it accelerates. And the economy was terrible. Yeah, yeah. so that was a big people plus. People were giving
1: away the great real estate. Yeah. And so I hear all this people oh, no, the economy's bad, or real estate's bad, or that's when it's good. Mm-hmm. But then what happened? We moved here to Phoenix, and one day, how big was that property you just bought?
2: Which
1: 24 one? hours.
2: Oh, how big is it? I mean, See what happens <laughs> is
1: your knowledge increases, mm-hmm. and if your knowledge increases, the money increases. Mm-hmm. So she bought this property right across. Again, we have a big house in Phoenix, mm-hmm. but right across the street was the best investment of your lifetime. Best
2: performing, and to this day, we're now re we're now restructuring it, um, putting in a different type of product. And it went from, truly, it went from $7 million when we bought it to up to about $22 million today.
0: That's incredible. Free and clear. Mm-hmm.
2: And it's a cash flow property.
0: That's incredible. Yep. So we're gonna
1: step it up now to $120 million. Mm-hmm. Wow. Tax-free.
0: Wow, <laughs> yeah.
2: And the, and the key is it doesn't matter you know, how much we have today. I mean, you, you start with that little two bedroom, one bath house or whatever it is for you, that's where you learn the fundamentals. The fundamentals there are the same on every property now, I mean, the formula is the same on every single investment property we have. It's the same formula, whether it's two bedroom, whether it's five hundred units. Mm-hmm. It's the same formula.
1: And are we still in the asset column today?
2: Yes, yeah. That's our rule. Our rule is any we never leave it. any dollar that comes into the asset column stays in the asset column. So even if we sell a property, which we don't do often, but if we sell it, we'll then take the proceeds from that sale and buy another property or another asset.
0: Mm-hmm. And so yeah. that's how you keep yourselves busy. That's, our by, busy. that's how we're by, busy. By that's our business investments. Yeah. Well, and always learning and studying. And I'd say if I know anyone who's busy, it's you guys, you, all of you, both of you are always traveling, always looking at properties, always ta- doing podcasts, videos. I mean, I've never seen you guys not busy.
1: Now the lesson I have for all young people and all, mm-hmm. we're all equal. We have 24 hours in a day. Yeah. It's what you do with the 24 hours that makes a difference. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the challenge for you guys, you have more distractions. I see young people sitting there, I don't know what the heck, how can you say so busy on that thing? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But that's why it's millennials, the fake generation. Your challenge is to figure out what's real and what's fake.
0: Yeah. And I, and I think, I mean, thank you guys for also being here and teaching us. And I think just like you mentioned that we stay busy on our phones um, maybe the key for us millennials is finding courses that we can do on our phones and apps just like you started off with your accounting course right or i mean we offer the cash flow game online on the app so i think it's just a great u- learning tool to be when you are busy yeah. just log into an app and start your your financial career through there
2: and and what happens if you you know you go buy a silver coin today it's going to cost you about 20 US dollars yeah. um, just by you know even if i pay ten dollars if i pay twenty dollars all of a sudden i'm going to go wow i wonder what what's silver doing today and you go online all of a sudden articles about silver will pop up you're going to get interested so i'm a big believer in putting some money into the game get some money in there because if i put money in my interest is going to go way up Mm -hmm. and so will my education yeah
0: and I think I, I, it's very powerful. And I think um, it's just finding a way of doing it and finding a way paying that price to increase your financial intelligence. And it's, I mean, it's amazing how one little coin can take you so far. So now you know what to do with your next paycheck. Start looking for assets to pay for your liabilities. And remember, start small, stay in the game and stay busy. If you decide to change how you stay busy, give this video a thumbs up subscribe, hit the notification bell, and comment below. Thank you guys so much for watching, and I'll see you in the next one.